Have you ever been ghosted? It is not a fun experience. In today's sermon, we'll unpack a story that Jesus told about a dinner host who invited a bunch of people to dinner and no one came. You can read the story in Luke 14, 15 through 24. Our senior pastor, McGray DeVega, will explore what this story can teach us about how to respond when people hurt our feelings and things don't go our way. Check it out. Let's pray together. God, open our eyes to empathy, curiosity, and humility, and to the way of the cross, that we might be generous and compassionate toward others and ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. One reason the Bible is so powerful is that it can connect with us on a deeply emotional level. Whatever you happen to be feeling, whether it be fear or joy or distress or guilt, there's probably a character or story in the Bible that conveys it. That's certainly the case with the parable that Jesus tells us today. What would you feel if you threw a big party and no one showed up? It probably makes you shudder just imagining it. Let's say you're getting married and you're making plans for the big day. Or it's your parents' upcoming anniversary and you have invited all of their closest friends and family. Or, or your child is graduating from high school and you, you just want their day to be special. Or you've been tasked with the planning of the big family reunion, the first in many years. So you set the date, you book the venue, you plan all the details, and you send out the invitations. And then you wait and wait. At first, no RSVPs come in. Not unusual, you suppose, everyone's busy. But weeks later, only a few people have told you that they were coming. So you start making personal phone calls to everyone on the list and people do eventually tell you that they're coming. But then a day before the big event, the texts and phone calls come in, each with regrets. Oh, I forgot to tell you, one family member says, I just bought a piece of property out of town. I need to go check it out. Really, you think to yourself, isn't this something you could do tomorrow? Another person texts you, uh, say about your party, uh, I just bought several head of cattle. Yeah, cattle, so no. That's just ridiculous, you think to yourself. If you're gonna make up an excuse, at least do me the dignity of coming up with something better than that. And then a third person calls you. Yeah, I can't come, I'm getting married tomorrow. Okay, double whammy, not only did you not think of that when you first told me you were coming, but you also didn't invite me to your wedding. Well, these are all crazy excuses, huh? They probably sounded just as crazy when Jesus said those exact same things in his parable in Luke. So what would you be feeling? Sadness, betrayal, worry? probably most of all, anger. You and I would feel so angry that there's a part of us that would identify well with the host of the dinner in Matthew's version of the parable. Matthew tells the same story, except in his version, the dinner host is so angry with all of his friends that he goes on a murderous rampage, slaughters all the guests, and burns down the village. But that's in Matthew. That's a different gospel, which we can tackle some other time. 
But here in Luke, the dinner, has a, the dinner host has a more controlled response. The host is still angry, but he's also resourceful. And he decides to pivot by expanding the guest list. A few years ago, a young man living in China named Hao Shuai lost nearly $150,000 in his family business, leaving him anxious and depressed. Slowly, he began to realize that his situation was not the most unfortunate. There were people hurting all around him. Living in the city, everyone moved so fast, losing touch with one another. Everyone seemed to be hurting from something. So Hao Shuai came up with an idea to help him move past his sadness and anxiety and to help people with their own. He set a goal of inviting 10,000 strangers to his house for dinner over the next 10 years. He channeled his love for cooking and he linked it with a desire for people to come together and he turned it into an astonishing goal of hospitality and welcome. So about four to six times a month in his little 30 square foot kitchen in his apartment in the city of Chongqing, China, he hosts 10 to 12 strangers for dinner. He invites them to bring whatever food they'd like and he prepares two or three dishes himself, rarely costs him more than 30 US dollars at a time. And just 10 months into the project, he had welcomed 1,600 people into his home. Jesus tells us this parable in Luke to tell us something about the generosity and welcome and resourcefulness of God. Rather than get hung up on all the excuses as to why people don't say yes to God's love and mercy and forgiveness, God chooses instead to pivot toward those who will say yes and to expand the invitation wider and wider so that more and more people have the chance to find a place at God's table and know they are loved. Now, since this is a parable, we know that there is often more than one valid interpretation of this story and more than one entry point for you and I to identify ourselves as one of the characters in this parable. So first, maybe we can identify with the host of the dinner. You and I know what it's like to feel betrayed and upset by the actions of others. But rather than react with violence or vindication, which is more a part of Matthew's retelling of the parable, maybe Luke would encourage you to respond instead with actions that bless rather than harm, to pivot toward acts of generosity and compassion for others. That would be a very Luke interpretation. Or maybe we can identify with those initially invited to the party, but have come up with excuses not to attend. Maybe what you and I need to reevaluate are the reasons why we have not fully participated in a relationship with Jesus. I'm too busy, I'm too distracted, I'm too skeptical to practice the faith and read the scriptures and pray and worship and give of myself. Thanks God for the invitation, but, but I'll catch you next time. That would also be a very Luke interpretation of this parable. Or maybe we're the servants of the host, whom he instructs to go out and invite the poor and oppressed to the banquet of God's love, along with people out on the highways and fringes of society. 
That would certainly be a very Luke thing to say, as we have seen this theme time and again throughout his gospel, even during this worship series. Those who are living hour by hour at the bottom and at the edge of society, it's our job to reach out to them and welcome them in and let them know they are loved. Those are all good interpretations, and one of them might speak to you. But there's one more. One more option that I find particularly intriguing. Maybe Jesus tells us this parable today to call each of us to be the guests who did say yes toward the end and did choose to be with that dinner host who would have otherwise felt all alone. Do you know someone who's feeling sad or lonely or isolated? Someone who, if they threw a party, you're just not sure if anyone would show up? They may not be going through such a thing literally, but I suspect every one of us knows someone who feels like they are going through life by themselves, in desperate need of someone who might come over and be a friend, a companion, an honored guest in their lives. Three years ago, in Trinity, Florida, just north of us in Pasco County, A mother named Cindy Davis threw a birthday party for her three-year-old daughter, Paisley. They rented a pavilion in a local park, set up the bouncy house, bought the food, set up the decorations in the picnic shelter, and no one showed up. The mother was devastated for her daughter. She probably felt a lot of other things too. But just like the dinner host in Luke, she pivoted Sitting there in that empty park pavilion, she went on a Facebook group forum and she typed these words. No one showed up to my three-year-old's birthday party today. If anyone wants to bring their kids, there's a bounce house. John Chestnut Park will be here until three. Well, what happened next made the news. According to the local ABC News affiliate, people started showing up and then more people, and more people. By the end of the day, nearly 200 residents of Trinity, Florida, showed up to wish little Paisley a happy third birthday. Presents piled up on the table, the bouncy house filled with kids, with joyful adults, including local police officers, gathering to socialize and celebrate little Paisley. The mom was amazed. She was just thinking a few folks would show up and they'd have a bit of birthday cake and leave. Nothing like this. They received so many presents that they decided to donate a lot of them to families in need. One mother said, children deserve all the happiness and joy that they can have on their birthday. And one little boy said, that makes my heart feel happy for her. Maybe God is calling you and I to meet Jesus at the table in the face of someone who could use some company this week, some encouragement, some companionship, and a timely reminder that they are loved. Maybe God is calling you to be the impromptu guest in someone else's life. Or maybe God is calling you to be the host, to remind those who feel shunned, ignored, and even harmed by prior religious experiences, that God's love is big enough, wide enough, and expansive enough to include everyone. 
Luke said it well. Blessed is anyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Let's pray. God, thank you for the wideness of your table and the greatness of your mercy. Forgive us of our excuses to not fully participate in your love and help us renew our commitment to reach out to those who would welcome a seat at your table. Help us to see the face of Jesus in those who are lonely and hurting and to join in offering them happiness and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. I loved that story about the young girl who had a whole community show up for her birthday party. It was just so cool to think about people just, like 200 people just showing up for this little girl's party. You can find a link to that story, as well as reflection questions and next steps in the notes below. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.